Let's kick it off. All right. Welcome back. This is the sixth episode of the Tipped Out Podcast with your hosts, Danny Christie Golf and Brandon Palmer from Balance Performance. All right, bro. Today's, today's so epic. discussion. Today's we need a speaker. Well, we got posture. Yes. Posture so this is going to be part of our basic series that we are doing. Um, going to dive into the basics and really hammer those out. So go ahead if you'd like to kind of touch on the beginnings of posture in the golf swing. I would love to, Brandon. And I think the easiest thing to start with is balance. I like feet up. Okay, so your connection to the ground. We don't want our weight on our toes. We don't want our weight on our heels. We want our weight on what we call the balls of our feet or where about your, your toes meet your actual foot, I guess <laughs> way I would say it, right? Yeah. So I, if you, you'll notice this, and if you refer to my TikTok or Instagram, there's a video on there that talks about it. But if you lean your body forward, you'll feel your toes grab to even you out. And if you lean backwards, you'll feel your toes pick up in the air to keep you balanced. And that's just your body's natural way of balancing. And when we stand to hit a golf ball, we do not want our toes doing either of those things. We want them pretty neutral and quiet. And that's how you know you're in a nice balanced position. Nice. Yeah, I think – and I think as we go through this, we should maybe – if we have a drill or maybe an idea or something we've done um, – as we touch on each kind of part of posture. So for this one, the balance part, one of my favorites, like we talked about earlier, is gonna be um, just set an alignment rod down on the ground. That's the easiest thing. You know, have your golf shoes or whatever shoes you have on um, and step on that alignment rod right on the balls of your feet. And you'll feel, like you said, you know, your heels and your toes and then find that perfect balance point, make some smooth dry swings. You know, you don't even have to hit a ball. You can do that right in your own home, so. Be totally. looking out in the future, that might be a uh, balanced performance or a Danny Christie golf video coming to you. And I think we can touch on this. Brandon, I'll actually send it right back to you. But another aspect of being balanced is where your armpits are in mm -hmm. relation to your feet. So you want to go ahead and touch on that? Yeah. So if you were to look um, at the side or down the line, uh, you're going to see a golfer that's in proper posture and balance. They're going to have the armpits over the balls of their feet. So I assume there may be some, um, you know, exceptions to this on the PGA Tour, uh, but for the most part, I've seen every golfer with the uh, balls of their feet and armpits right in line. So that's going to be a major key for you to see, you know, get in front of a mirror and get into your posture, and that's one indicator that you're doing it properly. So it's and I think it's important. Sorry, go ahead. Finish that last part. I cut in there. No, that was it. Yeah, your body's just going to be aligned and in balance. So. But, and I think an important thing to note, too, is, uh, like you said, you think most people on the PJ Tour do it. There's exceptions to anything. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, again, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but we're just trying to get the best, we think, the most effective ways. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's different matchups, but for sure we're looking at just trying to get a solid baseline. So there's, there's an exception to just about anything. No doubt. You want to touch on ball position and how that plays in the kind of posture or at least setup as a whole. Yeah. So I would say biggest thing with ball position is probably obviously the length of which it is from you, which really affects your posture. It kind of goes back to how your, your armpits would be over the balls of your feet. 
So if we're really reaching for a ball with our arms, we don't want to be doing that. Our weight's probably then going to be on our toes. If the ball's too far away from us, we're going to be kind of reaching towards it. We also don't want it to be too close and be kind of crowding it and have no room for our hands to work and swing. Um, and then as far as forward and back, um, general rule is that as it's further back in your stance, you're going to hit more down on it with a descending blow as the circle comes down. And as, it, as it's farther forward, you're going to hit up on it with the circle being coming up as the circle there your low point relates to the center of your chest mm -hmm. um so for sorry to cut you off but for any listeners that want to know a little bit more about maybe what low point is or how to control that so your low point is just basically where the club is going to touch turf or the bottom of your arc so if you were to have your arc is that imaginary line that looks like a pane of glass or um you know it's just a circular or a half circle line that your club or your hands travel on so you have your your path, you have your hand path, you have club path, you have all different types uh, when you break it down. But yeah, low point is going to be a big thing in terms of, you know, creating ball first contact, crisp contact, you know, and eliminating the fat and the thin shots. So we'll, we'll touch more on that um, in later episodes, but this one will just be more posture. And again, the whole, you know. again, I think we have great um, videos for if you want to check those out on Instagram or TikTok, I'm sure we have good videos showing. I know I have one up of us, your, your swing arc and your swing center. But essentially what we're really touching on is the path that your club follows in the circle that it swings on. Yeah, so plug, um, like what's your TikTok? Uh, it's, it's in the bio. In the bio, okay, perfect. All right. Um, Danny Christie Golf, though. <laughs> Danny Christie Golf. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you want to touch a little more on ball position? Yeah, I'm going to touch a little more. Um, I think a big thing, what a lot of people want to know is where you put each club. Yep. Now, again, there's no exact recipe for you have to play it here, you have to play it here, you have to play it here. But in general, I think you, I'd like to see, I don't usually like to see anything further back than center. That's just my personal preference. Same here, yeah. um, I've never liked having things back at center. And I'm, it, I'm sure it depends on how you swing, but I feel like if you have a ball further back in center, you're going to have a tendency to hang back on the shot. Mm -hmm. which I don't like. I want people getting on their left side. Yep. Um, but so I have pretty much, you know, wedges are right in the middle about and nine iron, eight iron, short irons are kind of in the middle. Seven iron, you can probably be like a ball, half a ball up a middle, slightly forward of middle. And then from there, everything kind of progresses forward, five, six, seven, are all kind of in that general area, just slightly forward of middle. And then once we get into like a, a hybrid or longer irons, they're going to be kind of like almost, I would say halfway between your lead foot and the middle of your stance in that area. And then three woods kind of in there, maybe slightly forward. And then driver is going to be off that instep of your lead yeah. foot. So off your lead heel, essentially. Definitely. Yeah. So as a general rule of thumb, I, I do my um, ball position basically the same as Danny. So for me, I like to use an indicator, either uh, your pectoral muscle or your ear. So for me, it's going to be my lead left ear. So driver is going to be off of my lead heel. Um, three wood, same thing right off that lead heel. Um, I say heel because I flare my foot at a dress so that I can you know, clear and open my hips and my, my knees and my hips have a little bit more mobility. Uh, so that looks like heel instead of front foot. But 
that's an important thing to note and let's come back to that go ahead though copy yeah so then it goes um long irons hybrids are off that lead ear um all the way up until probably yeah seven iron then seven irons a little more uh between my nose and my ear so it's probably right off my eye and then wedges and low uh, not low irons um yeah mid irons and stuff are definitely definitely off the nose so yeah anything behind behind center is almost like a, a specialty shot and anything almost in front of that foot is the same specialty shot you know to hit a flop shot it's a wedge but i like it off my front foot you know you just have to do certain things you know sand shot same thing so there's a bunch of specialty shots that call for different ball position or uh hand position or you know length from you know your body to ball that yep that relationship so there's weight distribution yep but as a general rule of thumb and as a stock shot definitely those are kind of our parameters you know lead heel ear eye nose same thing it depends just how you want to kind of say it or word it but then again it is very individual that's just a general rule of thumb so Go ahead. What go. I want to go. Like? Yeah. I want to go foot flare quick. Flare feet. Yep. So that's the thing. I feel like a lot of people don't know much about that or don't even pay attention to it or have never heard of it. Essentially, what flaring your feet does. So if you're standing here and your feet are directly perpendicular um, to your target line, or you can have them flared open. Mm -hmm. um, so all that really does is allows you to be more flexible. So like if you have someone, if you're an older player, you're limited flexibility you'd want your trail foot flared more so you could turn back better. Yep. Well, now, players like Brandon and I – Trail hip will get deeper. It'll just – a little quicker – not quicker, easier uh, transition into that. Exactly. And players like Brandon and I might want it to be more perpendicular because we can turn already like that, and it's almost like a, uh, a force of, like, tension and torque that we can utilize. Um, we don't want it flared open and then kind of overturn and lose our – like tension and, and jump on the golf ball from that position and then your lead foot flare is pretty important just for making sure you can open up that left hip rotate through or lead hip I should say if you're lefty but open up that lead hip make sure you can get through the golf ball into a nice balanced finishing position definitely so yeah trail foot for me is definitely perpendicular um I, I'd have no reason for that I, I somewhat early extend so for me, having my foot in that position, it's not going to help me push off towards the target or stay back anymore. So trail foot perpendicular, my lead foot, the closer I get to the hole in terms of yardage. So driver, you know, I have it flared. Um, my stance is square, but the closer I get to the hole, that foot is still flared. But then again, my stance becomes a little more open to allow me to kind of, you know, on a short wedge shot, I have that front foot flared and a little open stance to allow myself to clear a little easier, get to that lead side and ensure that I uh, definitely post up. So definitely a, yeah. uh, a thing you should try for yourself. See if you like it, if it makes sense, get you a little bit more mobility and range of motion for sure. Totally. Um, I'm going to go stance width. Definitely. Talk about a little stance width. Um, generally, I think the big thing for stance width is just your your angle of attack on the golf ball. I think one of the coolest things I learned when I was growing up as a junior golfer would be 
Um, if I'm ever in thick rough, I like to narrow my stance, yeah, which is huge. So if you think about it, there's really long grass surrounding your golf ball. And if you're really wide stance wise, your angle approach is going to be shallower. So the club's near the ground longer. So if the club's near the ground longer and really thick grass, there's more time for that grass to grab your club face and manipulate it, slow it down, whatever. It's going to mess with it. Yep. As opposed to if you're narrow, um, you come in at a steeper angle and you can kind of, I like to think of it as dropping the club right on the back of the ball and kind of avoiding most of the thick grass. That way you get a cleaner strike on the golf ball. Yep, 100%. And so for your stock shots, what do you, what do you feel your stance with is? How would you how would you gauge that? Um, I guess that's interesting. I don't think about it too much anymore. Maybe I should check it out. Mm -hmm. But I think the I big thing that I always learned, like I'd say, like your mid clubs, like your mid irons, and maybe even like a hybrid in that area. I'm closer to shoulder width. I feel like that's what everybody learns is feet mm -hmm. about shoulder width apart. Mm -hmm. um, again, that that would as your clubs go down, I, my feet tend to get narrower, and as they go up. Uh, like towards driver, my yeah. my stance gets wider. Definitely. Um, an important thing to know of how stance width affects your swing is it's easier to transfer your weight right to left if your stance is narrower, and it's a lot harder if it's wider, which is one way that it's just crucial to know, I yeah. guess. No, but to touch on that, the part about the rough, so it's the same thing if you think about it, you wouldn't want a really narrow stance with driver. We don't want to hit down on it with driver. We don't, you know, if anything, level, but especially up on it. So shoulder width stance, you're going to be able to turn. You know, it's not – if we get way outside of shoulder width, like you said, it's very hard to transfer weight. Uh, it's very hard to turn our body. And it's hard to really utilize the ground to get most of our power. So shoulder width stance, now that club has room to shallow out and move along the turf and hit up on the ball. Exactly. So then we move into, you know, like you said, the irons, mid irons, stuff like that. Now we want to hit ball, then turf with a descending blow, add spin and compression. So now for me, it still feels shoulder width, honestly, but it might just yeah. be just inside. And then, of course, you get into the specialty shots of chipping, pitching, flops, you know, hitting, trying to hit different spin shots, bunkers. So then, again, your stance will differ. Bunker shot, feet are wide, slight open stance, and I'm almost sitting, you know, that I want the handle of the club way down. I'm very planted. But on a normal swing, I have just a very slight knee flex. And other than that, I'm standing almost erect. And it's just, you know, that hip hinge movement it's all bend from the hips you know it's very very light I feel like a lot of old teachings in golf posture everyone wanted you to sit you know have that sensation like you're sitting on a bar stool and to me that's just way too much knee flex and it immobilizes our lower body and doesn't allow us to transfer our weight a lot but that's a great segue into talking about the George Gankis kind of hips under you and almost an unathletic um, posture. So for anyone who knows George Gankis, he has a plethora of amazing clients. You know, um, simply put it, he's like a top 10 teacher, really. I mean, yeah, he is definitely a name for himself. Um, but one of the things he likes to preach is for your hips, instead of your butt being way out, he wants your hips right under you, right under your spine. 
um, and almost rounded back and shoulders. Now, a lot of his players uh, swing alike and really bought into that, and they have incredible turn, and they're incredibly just solid, solid rotation. Whereas a lot of players, you look at Adam Scott, one of the best ball strikers, one of the most immaculate setups in golf, and his butt is out, and it maintains out. So you want to talk a little bit on that and maybe the differences or, um, you know, I guess the whys on that. Like, it's not – I guess there's like, there's, like, two different types of setup. There's athletic and then there's unathletic. I don't know many that are really in between those two. Yeah, I, I, it goes to show how, how much of an art form golf is. Um, there's no one way to do it. And I wouldn't say, I would never say I disagree with George's way of doing it because it is, has a lot of success. I wouldn't say I disagree with how Adam Scott does it because he's had a lot of success doing it. So uh, the most important thing to understand is that it's not cookie cutter and it's not, um, I have to do it this way because I like Adam Scott and he looks like that and I want to look like that. Well, depend. I mean, it depends on who you are. Really, if you're a 60 year old guy, you probably can't quite get into Adam Scott's posture. It's probably a little easier to be in a more relaxed posture, and that's fine. And you've just got to figure out which works best for you. Um, but then I think, as you were saying, the understanding of it as to why, because some people don't understand why Gigi does the things that he does. It's just, I believe, from what I understand, his logic of it is opposites occur when you're actually getting into the motion and the motion of the swing so when he has you setting up sitting down like that in that relaxed position with your hips under you he wants you to get then at impact they're going to be starting to tilt more out and your butt's going to be sticking out more which is what you want to prevent early extension right you don't want to start with your hips sticking out and then have them suck under and come in as you stand up into the golf ball that'd be bad that'd be early extension yeah. So, um, I think that's the big. I think that's his idea behind it, and I think it's a. I, obviously, it works. I mm-hmm. believe in the method of it for sure. Um, and then uh, I'll just send it back to you. I was thinking of something else, but I kind of lost it there. <laughs> but no, that's that's so true. What you said that the golf is an art form. So we've talked about it countless times that golf is very individualistic so you know I've, I've tried both I used to be very very rigid and athletic well I guess that doesn't really go hand in hand I used to be rigid and then I got into a more uh, loose athletic posture and then I tried the thing because of my early extension the the GG tip of hips under now when I did that and I did it slow and it was a good motion I hit it extremely well but when I rushed my transition from top of the backswing down it didn't matter that my hips were under me, you know, in the backswing, they moved out and then they moved back in because I tried to recruit power and distance from the wrong areas. But now I'm back to somewhat of an Adam Scott posture that works a lot better for me. I stay in my posture a lot better. My tilts, will it be my front bend, which is just you bending from the hips to get in your posture or that right lateral bend, which is your if you're a right-handed golfer, it's your right or trail shoulder staying low to the ball and turning through the shot. So those two positions, which are crucial to consistent and good contact, I've maintained those a lot better through working on tempo and 
just kind of finding what works best for me. And that's what you have to do. There's a quote by Nick Faldo that says, a golfer can't get better only through trial and error. So that's the same thing for you. We're just kind of going through the basics, what we know, what we've tried and what we've studied. But, you know, none of these things might be for you, but you won't know until you try. So definitely, definitely a big thing. Golf is individual and you just got to try things. It doesn't mean go ahead and try every uh, tip you see on an infomercial. It doesn't mean, you know, that I early extend. It doesn't mean you do. So we just got to find what you are or who you are as a golfer and improve on that in the right ways. And that's why seeking help from a golf professional is definitely crucial to improvement. Totally. And I think another thing to point out is like optimal positions. And I think that's kind of what your job is as a golf instructor or something that you search for is optimal positions to get into. And um, obviously George's optimal positions are, he's put in a lot of research and time and they are his favorite positions. And they're some of the best uh, kind of positions and things to get into for sure. And I, I don't think, I, I think Adam Scott, like I've, I think I've watched a video where Gigi talks about how he kind of gets on his toes. And I mean, if your weight's on your toes, it's not really an optimal position at this address, I don't think. So it, it, I just, it's just interesting to look at all the different ways to, to kind of look at it and skin it. But for me, I just think the most important thing is I'm not always necessarily too concerned with where someone's butt is exactly. 100%. I'm mostly concerned with how, how's your connection to the ground? Are you stable, balanced? And then when we're coming through the ball, are you able to maintain that posture? And if you're not, why? And a lot of times that your inability to maintain, I think comes from your connection to the ground and how you start at address. So if you start on your toes, you're probably gonna be leaning into your toes to keep your balance or something or away from or so, you know what I mean? Like, so um, I think a big thing is just back to the basics of where your, your connection to the ground, are you balanced? And then can you maintain that posture? That's huge. So if you want to see kind of what we're talking about, the three players that come to mind for the differences, but the fact that they all get the job done, look up Louis Oosthuizen down the line um, in slow motion, Adam Scott down the line, slow motion, and Matthew Wolf. So Matthew Wolf is George Gankis's coach or <laughs> George Gankis is Matthew Wolf's coach. So you can see all the different things and the, uh, the matchups as to why they're in certain postures and how they swing the club. Louie looks a little more early extended. Adam's got that great athletic posture, and, and Wolf just has one of the most unique swings in golf. And they all get the job done. They get some wins up on the board, and they hit the ball well. I think an important thing to note is, too, uh, athletic being – I wouldn't necessarily say you, you necessarily have to look at Adam Scott's posture and say it's athletic. I think a lot of people look at it and think it's pretty looking and it looks good. But I think that the term athletic is kind of, you know what I mean? It's, it's a little bit more open for interpretation. Oh, so definitely. I, yeah. Because I bet you you could, I, I, I bet you Gigi would argue his posture is athletic. So I, it's just mm -hmm. the terms I feel like you got to be careful with. But I yep. think um, a lot of people think Adam Scott's That's posture looks great. Yeah. Because to the untrained eye, Adam Scott's swing to me, it looks, it looks rigid not his swing, but his posture, you know, it's very, the lines are very clean cut, you know, yeah. from shin down, his back angle, you know, mm -hmm. elbow positions, all very clean cut, looks rigid, but 
there's probably not too much tension in that swing if I had to guess. So moving on, what would be the next and possibly the final piece to posture? Hmm. I think we've talked about this, but I guess we can look at altercations of losing posture. So kind of, sorry. Um, what, what is the biggest flaw you see when pe with people at early extend? Uh, I can give you mine if you'd like, but. Their, their spine angle is changing. So um, in terms of posture, let's go from hip, hips up first. So their spine angle is changing. So if you look at, say this is, you're looking at someone hit a golf ball, this is down the line, this is their spine right here. So through impact, here's a dress and at impact, it's probably more like this, if not even this. So they're just standing up through the ball or through the swing. And so from early extension now, uh, those hips are moving towards the ball. So now our hands don't really have anywhere to pass through. And in terms, we have to stand the shaft of the club up and kind of manufacture impact because now our body is getting in the way of our swing. So that's what we're talking about. Early extension, the hips getting towards the ball and closing that gap between hands, hips, and you hitting the golf ball. So when that happens, I have to stand the club up because those hips are getting too close. So the big thing is, is keeping those hips back and rotating them in the proper way. And that's what the goal of both Gankis and uh, Adam Scott's coach is, is keep their hips back through impact so that they have that space to then rotate through the swing and eliminate early extension. So one of the, another kind of thing to look for is if you're early extending, one is you can just pause the frame at impact and see how close your hands and hips are. And then the next one would be uh, your trail foot. Is your trail foot, are you way up on your toe at prior to impact? Because now that's just somewhat of an indicator. If we go ahead and look at Justin Thomas's swing, he doesn't really extend, but he is for sure up on that trail foot. So there's a big difference between what your feet do. You know, active feet in a golf swing to me is a pretty good thing. I like a, I like a player to be pretty Again, much. Again, that's an exception too. There's many exceptions. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of different ways to do this. Yep. So definitely the basic of it is just going to be your hips move towards the golf ball. You kind of stall out your turn. You can't get towards your lead side as much. We're up on that trail toe. We just lose power and now the shaft is extremely vertical and our uh, spine angle is more vertical as well. Um, we might need to clip this at the beginning of the video. This is a disclaimer. Early extension, if you don't know what it is, it is the loss of your posture while you swing the golf club. So if you set up in a posture with your butt stuck out to a certain point and you draw a line on it, and then once you go to impact, you have stood up, your hips have gotten closer to the golf ball and your butt's no longer on that line. That is what we refer to as early extension. So essentially your body is going from a more bent, we'll say athletic position to a lazy, lazier standing position. Yep. And that is, I believe, research has shown that almost no tour players early extend, or maybe it's mm -hmm. scratch or better golfers. Some, I don't know exactly what it was, but I believe it's like 99% of tour players do not early extend. Yeah. And so a great way to check this at home. I know I have a video on this. I'm not sure if Danny does yet, but a great way, just throw your ass up on the wall or on the back of a couch mm -hmm. or a chair 
and make your swings and you're going to see if your hips come off the wall or the chair that's early extension you want to feel the backswing for a right-handed golfer you want to feel more of that right butt cheek push into that object and then it's both through the transition or in the downswing and then through impact it's going to be that left cheek really pushing off and through that so just a little indicator test and um kind of drill to work on eliminating and checking for early extension exactly and a lot of times when people are early extending their weights going towards their toes mm. yep that's another thing goes it, back to balance yep. getting back more on your heels that's good um and i was gonna say one more thing oh the way it affects kind of your path and your flight i find a lot of times what a lot of good players do is they have a tendency to be more stuck inside so what happens is they they early extend their body kind of moves towards the golf ball but their arms and then their club that they know they want on this path, like more from the inside, they know to keep it in that area. But then your body kind of gets in the way. Sorry. Whoa. I'm yawning too today. <laughs> your body kind of gets in the way and your, your path kind of gets stuck out to the right and you either have to flip the face and square it up or you can kind of, hit a block probably yeah <laughs> done that for years now dude it's it, there's no in between it's flip it to get it on uh on on target or just hang on just right and hit that pretty push draw baby yeah dude sometimes you gotta hang one out there but one time out of 20 no definitely so those are definitely the major keys to posture whether it's we're gonna talk about the setup it's posture and those are the kind of uh, negatives to losing that posture so just the basic series on importance of posture and getting back hammering the basics of golf. Posture and setup. Posture and setup. We kind of blew through a lot right there. So well, it's lots a lot of information. So feel free to slow that down, jot things down, and DM one of us if you have any questions at golf or at Brandon underscore Brandon underscore balance underscore performance. All right, so that is going to wrap up episode six of the Tipped Out podcast on posture and setup. So go ahead, Dan. You can do the takeaways from today's episode. Big takeaways. Balance. Understand uh, the importance of having good balance at the start and throughout your golf swing. Definitely contributes to maintaining the more athletic posture, as you like to call it, that athletic golf posture. Um, enables you to move and really create quickly with some speed. And then we're going to look at some the importance of your stance width and how that affects your angle of attack and your ball position. And the more you understand from the base, the more you then can figure out what follows. It's like understanding the root of a problem. Then you can solve anything else that gets thrown at you. 100%. So for any questions, please go ahead and reach out to Danny Christie Golf on Instagram or TikTok. And then balance underscore performance on Instagram for any questions, comments, or concerns with the podcast. Thanks, Brandon. It was lovely. Always splendid, Daniel.